Monster Game Night is a dark comedy actual play podcast that contains personal and political horror. This show is not appropriate for children, and adults can find content warnings in our episode descriptions. Welcome to our Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle, Bluegrass by Night, where our coterie goes on a bewildering road trip to destroy the wards protecting the fictional city of Jamestown. I am Russell, and I play Gordon, the terroristic Lasombra. This is Ben, playing Tommaso, the incensed Takeda. This is Nick, playing Jason, the sleepy vampire. They're called kindred. (laughs) (laughs) This is Josh, and I play Clear Visions, the flaming Toreador. I think I already used that one. Hey, I'm Mike, your semi-conscious storyteller. So what happened last time on Monster Game Night? Last time, Jason over-engorged himself on blood and then fell asleep. With multiple SWAT teams arriving, Tommaso decided it was a good idea to separate from the Coterie and try to lead them away. Gordon, meanwhile, was gathering more information in Crown Vale about the wards, and he decided now was a good time to bring the boom to Lucas Thorne. He also found out that the ward is currently being hidden by the one and the only, the Torque. Clear Visions had his fans launch a DDoS attack, and shit got lit AF. God damn it. <laughs> How's that, nerds? Thanks. Was that Uber lead? Now you're crossing generations. <laughs> to set the scene, tonight's session opens on the outskirts of Crownvale. Crownvale is a small but well-to-do city, the capital of the Bluegrass region. It's the beating heart of the Commonwealth's political body for both the living and the undead. The capital itself features classical Greek architecture, festooned with columns and domes, but Such wealth isn't for the benefit of the mere peasants who inhabit the surrounding areas. The home of Carl Tuckerson stands alone in a loosely populated neighborhood with no other homes in sight. It's a ramshackle affair, split level with whitewashed siding that has seen better days, and the boarded windows betray a mistrust of passers-by. The home is surrounded by a distressed wooden fence, further discouraging any would-be visitors with warnings about the very large dogs we can now hear barking and howling. Carl Tucker himself has warned the Coterie away over a set of speakers, demanding they leave him be. And we can see now that the house is bristling with cameras and surveillance. The sparse handful of streetlights in the area have all been extinguished, courtesy of Mr. Fletcher, but the night is brightly illuminated after Clear Vision's unleashed hellfire with his pilfered Vietnam War-era flamethrower spitting a gout of flame all the way from the fence to the front of the house. We can see Clear Vision's face, mustache slightly singed, face brightly lit but heavily shadowed from the flames he's controlling. I need Clear Visions to give me a roll against Frenzy. (laughs) Get festooned in flame, loser! That is going to be your unspent willpower plus one-third of your humanity rounded down. Thing I don't spend my willpower, bitch. Uh... You say, Mr. Driston. Yes. In your stupid state, you hear distantly, distantly the crackling sound of fire. It reaches deep into the psyche of the kindred. One of the few things that you can fear, and possibly the only thing that can awaken you from the state you're in. I also need you to give me a roll against frenzy. I don't stand up. I just start running. <laughs> So wait, what you're saying is to wake him up, we should just set him on fire? It works really well. Wow. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. No comment. Oh, also, while you're at it, go ahead and make a rouse check for me. <laughs> oh. Am I waking up right now? That's what's happening? Maybe. You're attempting to. Yeah. To. So you get hungrier. Jason feels he's been full. He was full and the beast was silent. So silent that he was in a purring, restful sleep. That is no longer the case. The beast stretches within him, beginning to awaken. What is the result of your frenzy check? I got five. You got two. You got four. Five. That was my successes. Kindred fear flame. It's one of the few things that can send them to final death. They have a deep and primal urge to escape it. But this coterie wields flamethrowers with abandon. They wield Molotov cocktails with abandon. Somehow, over just... The course of this chronicle, you have by just repeated exposure to fire and failing at frenzy checks, you have finally vaccinated yourselves against fire. I'd like to point out I still don't like it. How's how's this for a booster? Don't make us do it again. I need somebody to roll four dice for me. Dibs. Three. 
Clear Visions watches as the flame begins to catch on the side of the house. He notices that the house is definitely burning, but it is not erupting in flame like he'd hoped it would. It is clear that Carl Tuckerson, the front man for the Torch Conspiracy Organization, has made some preparations to make his house somewhat less flammable than it could be. But he can see as he keeps the trigger pressed and the flamethrower directed towards it. This house is going up in flames. It just may be a few minutes. I have a question. Where are the dogs? They are barking like hell. So did they catch fire or are they like... They're like at the fence jumping up and down. You've seen dogs when they do that, when they jump and get their head up over the fence. Clear Visions did not say he was targeting the dogs. He said he was targeting the house. Mm -hmm. It's a whole lot easier to hit a house than a moving dog. Also, you will get more stains if you light a dog on fire. So many stains. How about six of them? Six stains, yes. No, no. Six dogs. <laughs> six stains per dog. Yes. I'm sorry. Not all dogs go to heaven. Oh, God. Oh. Are you seriously? <laughs> Damn. No, they're just... And that was the last time that Josh was on the podcast. <laughs> Clear Visions knows that the dogs are unfortunately bystanders here, but they're not that innocent because they would still rip out our throats. So I'm not diverting the flame from them. I'm shooting it towards the house and so be what it is. Okay. Is the is there a car around here? Can I light that on fire? <laughs> First of all, your vehicle is here, of course. Outside of my vehicle. Yeah, let's burn that. You don't see any cars nearby. You do see that the home where the torch is headquartered, it's got a garage. You start to hear the voice of Carl Tuckerson who says, God damn, what the fuck are you doing to me? You fucking bastards, you gonna burn my house down? If you'd come out to talk, this wouldn't have had to happen. Yeah, well, you're gonna regret what happens next. Come out and make me regret it. I dare you. Oh, you gonna wish you didn't say that. Keep talking. <laughs> so Clear Visions is still igniting the house. What are Gordon and Jason? I, I don't even know where I am at this point. Uh, am I, I'm assuming I'm... I can imagine you guys just throwing my limp body into the trunk. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Jason comes to on his hands and knees in the grass. He can feel dew-covered grass underneath of him as his eyes open up, and he can see the burst of fire in the distance. He can hear dogs barking and raised voices shouting at each other. Guys, what's going on? Just get behind me. Don't worry about it otherwise. We're fighting fire with fire. So, considering the fact that this is out in the middle of nowhere, does he have a propane tank? Oh my god. Around the house. What about any propane accessories? Just let the fire get to it. Just leave it alone, please. I slowly divert the flame oh. <laughs> to his garage. Uh, I'm rummaging around the back of the car. You, is, is my rifle in here? Where no. Just a box cutter. Someone roll three dice for me. I'll get this one since it's my question. Okay. Three successes. Gordon scans the area. He does not see a propane tank nearby. Oh, thank God. We just want him to come out of the house, okay? Just let him finally run out. Okay, well, I'll get him out of the house. I, I will get him out of the house. How far am I from the house? Currently, you're about 40 feet away, standing by the edge of the fence, I assume. You fucking Americans. Use metric. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, meters? Sorry to our European listeners. We have many. I take and chuck a grenade into his house. What? <laughs> into the house. Can you be more specific? I just chuck the grenade straight into the house. Which is like a window. Yeah, is there an like open window? The is there door? door? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just going to go straight to the house. Straight to the house. Okay. So that is Gordon's intention. So yeah, we're going to treat this like a round of combat and stop yeah. playing Calvin Ball and start to get organized about it. Sure. So Gordon is throwing a grenade. Yeah. Okay. I would like to point out that we're undead and we can be patient. Or I cause the house to collapse on him. We wanted to ask him a question. I'm <laughs> aiming the flamethrower at where he threw the grenade. Yeah, I want to super bomb that grenade. Okay. Jason and Tommaso. I'm just walking up to Tommy. What's the target here? This conspiracy nut that's hold himself up in this house. They think he's got the ward. He has the ward? Or he's guarding the ward. Oh. And we're trying to kill him? Apparently so. I wasn't interested in killing him, but once again, Fiery McPherson over here popped off. That's me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not doing shit. Okay. I do agree that seems more in character, but... So there's like this big fence around the yard. Yeah, it's about like a six foot high fence, maybe a little lower than that, but it's enough a dog can't easily jump over it. And it's enough to slow a person down. Jump up onto the fence and draw my pistol and wait, I guess. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> what are you waiting for? I'm waiting for somebody to tell me there's a target to shoot. <laughs> Gordon, you toss your grenade. 
You watch the grenade burst. You see the distressed, whitewashed siding of the house fly away. As the smoke clears and Clear Visions is holding his flamethrower on it, he notices beneath the whitewashed siding, he sees what looks like steel girders supporting this house. Someone has obviously gone to the trouble of reinforcing this home and then disguising it. Now you hear something else, something that makes your blood go cold, if it still ran. Both Gordon and Clear Visions have some military experience, so they recognize the sound of the box clip of a machine gun being loaded. Do we see it? You do not. Oh, great. Oh, God. What do you wish to do? I divert the flamethrower to the garage, and I say, It's okay. I don't have to kill you. But you're not leaving here. And I'm going to try to blow up the garage. Gordon? Gordon is going to just melt into the shadows. He's going to stealth up and try and hide. Tommaso? Jason? So you said we heard it too, right? I think that, yeah, I think you'd hear it. Jason in particular, he's also spent a little time around that sort of machinery, so he knows. We heard the sound coming from the garage area. Uh, I didn't really give an area. <laughs> you heard it, though. Very clear. What direction? I want to try to pinpoint the sound. <laughs> so that is a great thing to do. So I need you to give me a roll of wits plus awareness. Okay, I will do that. Okay. And I head for cover behind the car as soon as I hear them. Not my car. Yes, your car. I'm bringing the flamethrower there next. If you destroy my car, we're going to have issues. I got four. Got four. All of you here. I didn't get messy with this crit this time. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> Carl Tuckerson's voice comes over the intercom and he says, All right, this is your last chance. I'm done playing around. That was your warning. Jason, you scan the building and you notice now, along the top, along the roof line, he sees an irregular shape, one that doesn't belong on this split-level house. He sees at the roof, a small platform has been installed there with slits cut into it presumably to give someone some degree of cover. We got a gun on the roof. I could really use a grenade launcher right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to aim for that slit. I'm going to shoot. You do take a two dice penalty to this because that's your second action for this turn. And which gun of yours are you using? Well, if they didn't bring my rifle, then all I've got is my pistol. Tommaso, you went to hide behind the car. Yep. Are you doing anything when you get behind the car? I would get my desert ego out and I would take aim. but. I think getting behind the car and then doing that, I think that takes like a full action. I don't think I'd get a chance to shoot before all this other stuff happens. So Tommaso, you sneak behind the car. You're very clever about it. You get behind the wheel well, draw your Desert Eagle, check that it's prepared, make it ready, and you hear a crack from behind you. I need somebody to roll eight dice for me. Eight? Jesus. I should be like, 18. Multiply that by seven. Eight, <laughs> <laughs> you all. That's four successes. Four successes. That's 28. Quick, <laughs> quick math. Tommaso hears a crack and he feels the side of his chest explode with pain. He can feel ribs break apart and fragment. He watches as the tissue that makes up his lungs and the lining of his chest explodes in the wheel in front of him and he watches as the round continues traveling through the tire that he's been hiding behind he hears it skip off the ground and he hears it exit the other side of the car he takes seven <laughs> points of superficial damage Are you fucking kidding me <laughs> before that's before having so four points of superficial damage only four only four <laughs> the motherfucker shot me first when this one's shooting a flamethrower that one is throwing a grenade active explosives <laughs> he, he warned you you should have done something <laughs> Tomasa, with his instincts for combat gathers that he must be the closest to this person and they perceived him as the greatest threat remember he got shot in the back when he's hiding from an enemy <laughs> damn this bitch is warping the bullet <laughs> how'd he do that he's gotta curve it you motherfucker hey tommy you okay i am gonna slit your throat when you get over here you think i'm okay gordon also realizes he hears the sound of air escaping from the tires of his once yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. susie <laughs> i like that smart ass what about the run flats <laughs> cheap ass Tommy, how's Susie? <laughs> <laughs> Is Susie gonna make it, Tommy? Patch the hole with your body. 
<laughs> you guys keep this up. I'm going to need a lot more to drink. I'm just saying. He's going to finally use his power to dissolve a car. <laughs> and he said he uses a power. It doesn't work like that. He just dissolves his own body. He's like, fuck this. <laughs> Tempting, actually. That's what Ben's going to do. <laughs> so, you know... Now, about the machine gunner's nest on the roof, you think for a second the torch, probably pretty well defended. No. Not against fire. There's holes There's holes in there. That means the fire can go through. So I'm shooting fire into that. I'm shooting. I'm stealthing, sir. You're sneaking. Okay. I'm going to try and get past the dogs closer. I think Clear Visions has been shooting fire this whole time, so we're going to give it... We're going to have you go first, because you're the fastest on target here. Perfect. I'm going to rouse the blood to get better composure. I do not get hungrier. I must spend some willpower. Four. Clear Visions confidently walks the burst of fire across the house. He can see now this thing is going to go up pretty soon here. He's done a lot of damage to it. And even though a lot of it is protected by steel, this house is still going to burn, especially the wooden parts of it, the doors, the shutters, all of that. He's getting pretty good at this. He has no problem directing the burst of flame straight through the slits carved into the pillbox on top. He's rewarded with the shrieks of the poor individual who is manning their machine gun and feels the burst of heat melting the flesh off of their face. Jason, you see that burst of fire in, and you're ready to follow it up. Yep. Mm. I'm also spending willpower. Didn't help. Mm. I got two. The smoke left behind from Clear Vision's attack obscures your vision, makes it difficult to aim properly. Ugh, the lens flare. <laughs> Gordon, you are sneaking in. This is dexterity plus stealth. Russell actually has to carry like a giant ice cream scooper to roll all his dice. I really do. <laughs> That's eight successes. Eight successes. <laughs> Why do I even make your roll for stealth? I don't know. But I basically want to get close enough to where I'm past the dogs. But I want to be close enough to be able to tell him to stop and to come down and we will let him live. Otherwise, he's going to burn. Okay. I, I bet I know his answer. <laughs> Gordon pays attention to where the shadows are being created by Clear Vision's flamethrower. He looks at the dogs who have been cowed by this, who are retreating and running from fire because it's an instinctual, bestial response. He sees a lane of shadows created by a tree, and he darts across it, bringing himself right up next to the house. He opens his mouth to speak to the machine gunner up top and sees a man in burning clothes shrieking and laying still. What are you going to say? Absolutely nothing at this point, because he's dead already. Like, he's just pretty much dead. And Gordon is just going to... He, he's going to try instead to look in the house and see if there's anything that would look like a ward or anything that, like, looks old or not part of the house, if he can. Okay, so Gordon... Can't see directly into the house because the windows are boarded over. Damn it. But okay. part of it has been blown away by the grenade and yeah. the fire. So it's a little harder. He is willingly putting himself very close to this fire. And so we may have to roll some dice to figure that out. That's okay. He creeps over. He looks inside. And what he sees within is a very simple, basic home. Nothing that stands out as a ward. But he does see a set of stairs going down. And, of course, a flight of stairs going up. I also need somebody to roll six dice for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, fortune favors the bold. Seven successes. Another bullet rings through Tommy's <laughs> chest. <laughs> it's four. Four. Four bullets go through your chest. <laughs> Very well. Gordon doesn't see anything extra. Basic. <laughs> Next round. What is Clear Visions doing? I'm going to whip around to where Tommy screamed from that other bullet. <laughs> Flamethrower still coming. Yeah. Dude, I, divert the flame in that direction. I swear to God, you spray this car. <laughs> okay. That's cool. Jason. Wait, are you spraying my car? I'm shooting in the direction of the bullet. He gets to roll and find out if he does. Just a warning. If you hit the car... There's a couple of grenades in there. It's also a pinto, so it'll blast off. If he, if he hits the car, I'm going home. Like, seriously, I'm... <laughs> Tommaso returns all the way to Lafayette. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he quits. Done. Out. 
Gordon, you see anything? As he stares. Riveting. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. They're going down. Like clear visions, they go both ways. <laughs> Dear viewers, that is non-canonical. <laughs> Tommaso, since the cover of the car is useless, I am going on an all-out attack in the direction that fired on me. We'll see if I hit anything. All right. Mr. Fletcher, you're standing by the ripped up hole in the side of the house. I'm going to look around for a water hose. There's very obviously a water hose on the side of the house. Doesn't take anything to do that. Yeah, I'm going to go pick it up and turn the water on. Okay, so you are going to try to put out some of the fire to give yourself a safe entry to the house. Correct. Can I hold in action? <laughs> what are you holding for? I just want to cover Gordon's back. So if anything goes at him, I'm going to shoot it. <laughs> okay. I think that's something Jason would do. And yes, you can do that. We're going to start with clear visions. So you are attempting to shoot fire at the person who is firing at Tommaso. Yes. What does that look like? Probably really hot. <laughs> like lots of fire. <laughs> clear visions has his shirt unbuttoned real far. <laughs> We see abs glistening with sweat in the fire. Flapping in the wind. We see clear visions pull on a fireman's helmet. Mustache almost fully singed on. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sacrifice. <laughs> Luckily, he's going to get a new one. Yeah, and I'm just basically like whipping a 180 and just bringing the flame down on this side. Okay. I want to point out that clear visions doesn't see a target. No. Okay. Okay. That's not the point. <laughs> okay. Give me your roll of composure plus firearms. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six. Okay. Thank God. Tomas That's three sixes as well. You are going on an all-out attack, so I want to have your dice roll too. And while that's going on, I need someone to roll eight dice for me. My turn. Also, qu also question. Can Would you also allow me to rouse for toughness here? Oh, uh, yeah. You can rouse at the start of... You can rouse and take an action. And I get hungrier. What a shock. What are you at now? Three. It's four. Four. Um... My gun's already out, so I don't get a quick draw. One. That's bad. Okay. So I'm going to have Tommaso, you tell me what your attack looks like. I just stand up and I just start popping off. Like, I'm not even looking. I'm just unloading, hoping I hit something. Because I didn't have to take a second to see where that came from or anything. I just know it just came out the back of my, ch came from the back and went through my chest. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. Tommaso feels desperate. He's terrified. He was trying to hide and he got attacked. And so he's so shaken by this that he's completely unable to maintain his composure. He hears another report, another gunshot. And this time he sees the muzzle flash. He's faced towards it. He feels yet again that same searing pain as a round seems to explode into his shoulder. He takes another seven points of superficial damage halved to four. Now, with toughness roused, I can subtract my fortitude rating from all superficial sustained. And so that's another four off. Occur occurs before having the damage. Before having. So seven minus four gives us three. So that's going to be two. Clear visions, you see Tommaso firing wildly and blindly. And then you see the muzzle flash that catches him in the shoulder. And that's enough for you to tell what's going on. You spot the sniper that's in a deer stand. You see a very, very large caliber rifle in his hand. You have no problem directing the gout of flame towards him. We see this wooded copse of trees next to Carl Tuckerson's house. At the very center of it, we see a tree go up in flames. The man sitting in a deer stand starts to burn, throws his rifle aside, trying to scramble down out of the tree on fire, clothes burning, his entire body singeing away. He drops the last 10 feet to the ground. Gordon and Jason, in an instant, I need somebody to roll another eight dice for me. Sure, why not? Four successes. Gordon, as you're peering through this hole in the side of the house, you realize something. You feel the jaws of a steel trap close around your ankle. You look left and right, and you realize these have been partially buried all around the edges of the house to stop you from doing exactly what you're doing right now. And now that the fire is directed away, the dogs are beginning to find their composure again, and they begin to face towards you. Jason, you see... Just the... snap it off, you're fine. <laughs> you don't need that leg. How close are the dogs? They're starting to cross. They're still pretty shaken up. Okay. 
I'm going to activate chymistry. Okay. That's the word. I get hungrier. I told you it wouldn't last long. And I'm going to imitate the, <laughs> the scent of steak juice far on the other side of the yard. Okay. So when you make an illusion with chymistry, the creature that you are deceiving gets a chance to make an intelligence plus investigation roll against it. They're dogs, so. Yeah. They have one mental, and that's that's it. They have two <laughs> dice in this roll. <laughs> so... I'm just going to assume that they don't pass that. What does Jason do when he's using chemistry? It's just old Jedi mind trick. Just wave one hand in the air. Jason watches. He waves a hand casually and watches as all six of the dogs suddenly realize they have urgent business elsewhere. They turn around and they run off to the other side of the fence, leaving Gordon alone. Then I'll go up to go to try to help Gordon. Gordon, your ankle is still trapped. Are you doing anything special to get it out? So... I have lethal body potence. Okay. That's just aggravated damage with your unarmed strikes. Yeah. My question is this, because it specifically talks about capable of tearing skin and breaking bone. Would that be enough to break the mechanism that is the spring mechanism on a bear trap if I were to punch it? I think you'd punch a bear trap apart. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just... Damn. But I do need you to roll strength plus athletics for this. Strength plus brawl? No, strength plus athletics. You're not punching a person. <laughs> I'll help him by trying to hold it still for him. Okay. That's nice. I thought for sure you were going to say it by shooting the bear trap. <laughs> I don't get hungrier. Every fucking time. <laughs> uh, do, if he's helping me, do I get any additional dice for this? How many dice do you have in athletics? Athletics? Yeah. Three. Three. So add three to your pool. The hell? God. It's a real role, boys. <laughs> Jason is really doing most of the work here, you realize. So that's three successes. Jason mostly is able to free Gordon. He crouches down and pushes the bear trap apart as Gordon kind of punches at it a little bit to try to break it. Jason really breaks it apart in half. And <laughs> Gordon, as he extricates his foot, realizes that he has taken two that has already halved points of superficial damage. I heal both those and I get one additional hunger from it there happy tommy i finally i finally got uh, increased uh, hunger no i'm not I'm, I'm actually really not happy right now <laughs> can't imagine why clear visions releases the trigger from his flamethrower and we hear two men shrieking as they die the slow and agonizing death of third-degree burns. Each of them have massive, horrific wounds. Gordon Fletcher is pulling a bear trap off of his ankle with Jason's help. Jason has lured the guard dogs away. They're kind of just running in a circle around the outside of the fence right now. Tommaso is clutching himself. Two massive holes blown in him. He looks at them now and realizes this was an anti-material rifle that was being used against him. Whoever was preparing for this, they were ready for Kindred to show up. The torch, Carl Tuckerson, he expected to be attacked this way, and that means he's made other preparations for you. You can hear and see the house crackling and burning in the distance as Clear Visions has ignited much of the roof and a large portion of the front of the structure Gordon has found a garden hose if you want to clear safe passage for yourself. What do you wish to do? Tommaso is going to take a stroll over to the sniper's nest. First off, is the second burn man still alive? The sniper that Clear Visions extinguished is barely alive. He fell from the top of his tree stand. He leaned forward very far, dropping his rifle and fell probably 30 feet. You can see he's got many, many broken bones and he took a full blast of flamethrower to the face. Tommaso's going to find one of these exposed burned wounds. He's going to kneel down and place his knee right on it and say, you think this is bad? Just wait about until you see how I'm going to send you off here. And he's going to drain this dude dry. With the most agony a human being can experience, it gets turned up to nine when Tommaso puts his knee onto the burn wound, but it goes up to 11 once his teeth sink in. Everyone for miles around can hear the sound of this human being shrieking as he meets the worst, most horrible end that a human being can meet. Tommaso straightens back up, hunger at zero, wipes his mouth clean, and leaves this charred and drained corpse behind. And he picks up the anti-material rifle and starts walking toward the house. Hell yeah. 
finds a very, very large rifle for himself. Heavy for a mortal. Jason's ogling it. I'm torching the garage. As Clear Visions just starts to light the garage up, we see the garage door starts to melt away and cave in. Inside, we see a fairly ordinary looking garage. We do see a car inside of it, an economy efficiency car. See the normal sorts of things you would expect in a garage, paint cans, tools, some hardware. You do see some things that are a little bit higher end, like welding torches and equipment that could be used for fortifying. You see, of course, hanging on one wall, there's a lot of bear traps as well. Point of order. If there's welding equipment, there's more than likely fuel for the welders. Almost certainly. That's highly flammable and should explode, as well as the cars, right? That's the goal. Okay. Clear visions as he sees the interior of the garage be revealed continues holding the trigger down and you watch slowly as the first tank ruptures and begins to burn we see a burst of flame clear visions watches as the garage erupts into a huge explosion totally gone the side of the house gets completely torn away the roof above it bursts into the air he sees the metal that formed the machine gunner's nest gets Thrown off to the side, he sees a body slip down and land into the dirt. You see now the side of the house completely exposed. The steel cage that makes up the walls laid bare. Knock, knock. I've done all I can do. Finish this bitch off. Could you stop burning the house now so we can go in? Clear Visions takes the flamethrower off of his back and chucks it into the flaming remnants of the garage <laughs> you just don't want to let me do it this time yeah i want to it's going out on my terms <laughs> as clear visions finishes saying that there's another explosion and all of a sudden another corner of the house is completely removed <laughs> by the explosion of the flamethrower i love this movie how's this house still standing if two corners are gone It was heavily reinforced. (laughs) As parts of the house are blown apart, you see someone went to great lengths to fortify and secure it and make it so you couldn't just ram a car into it or something. I will step inside and check for traps. As Jason steps in, I need you first because you were stepping inside of a burning building. We need another frenzy roll. I thought he made a hole. Um, I was continuing to try and put the flames out before I stepped in. Okay. So is this instead the narrative we're going with? You wait a while while Gordon puts some of the fire out. Yes. That's what I would do. So you're waiting. Are you going to go do it? Yes. All right, you step in there. I'm going to continue putting the fire out. I pull my fat gun out and I start strolling in. And I say, Carl Tuckerson, time to get tucked, bitch. (laughs) And I (laughs) flick the the, um, hammer. That. Yeah, that. Gordon putting the fire out is going to take 20 minutes. You have spent a lot of time lighting this place on fire and blowing parts of it up and throwing flamethrowers into it. And he's only working with a garden hose, so... Exactly. (laughs) Can can I just say that I would expect part of that to have happened while he was burning down the garage as well? It took me five minutes to blow up a garage? This clear visions? No. In this economy? (laughs) You do begin to hear the sound of sirens in the distance, which you guys hear this all the damn time. Like, this is every night you're hearing sirens in the distance at this point. Well, that makes complete sense. Let's move, losers! And I'm running in. Gun drawn. Have fun. Have fun with that. I'm not going in. All right, I need Clear Visions to give me that frenzy check. Three. Three. And he runs right back out. <laughs> Inside a burning building is difficulty three. Clear visions. Suck it, losers. Holds it together, inoculated <laughs> against fire as he is. Just the body got shit on this. You step in and you look around now and you see a very plainly appointed house. There's stairs going up and down, but the floor that you're on right now, it just looks like your average kind of exurb home. You see possessions scattered about. You see pictures of family members on the wall. You can see crucifixes in every room. It looks very basically appointed. Not at all like something that Clear Visions would use for himself. Place is foul. Looks like a terrible 70s sitcom set. I'm going to go down the steps. You're just stepping onto the steps? Yeah, I'm just walking down. A roll of dexterity plus athletics. Fuck me. I'm rousing the blood. (laughs) Fuck that. All right, give me that hose. I grab the nozzle of the hose. I'm going to drench myself with the hose and then walk No hunger. 
Smart. <laughs> Wish I did that. <laughs> that actually doesn't help for reasons I will reveal later, but you've already locked that one in. Yeah. Damn, pouring gasoline all over yourself. I mean, we, I mean, we tried giving him crystal meth earlier. I mean, this makes sense, too. Five. I got a five. <laughs> As Clear Visions places his foot on the very top step, he feels it begin to give way and collapse underneath him. He gets a glimpse beneath it. He sees someone has laid a row of nails pointed directly upward. Right to pierce someone straight through the shoe, but Clear Visions, much too dainty for that. Ballerina pirouettes out of the way and steps onto the rest of the steps and steps onto the rest of the steps. That's a great, really, really evocative <laughs> sentence. Yep. Goes down to the next flight. Makes his way down to the next flight. Safely. Unharmed. Easy. This guy's an amateur. It's totally safe. You can come whenever you want. Clear vision stands on the next flight of stairs and he looks down and now he sees a few steps, probably four or five, leading down to what is presumably the basement. He sees what looks like a very, very heavy not just a security door, but a riveted and welded security door. This is where someone has made their bunker. Oh, Kristen, I know you can hear me in there. Come out. Clear Visions speaks into the void. He hears his voice echoing back at him off the door. I shoot the door. Six bullets. <laughs> Dead center. Center of mass. Six rounds straight into the door. They impact and they just fall flat to the ground. Clear Visions yells and shouts. There is no response. What is, so what is the opening mechanism for this door? Looks like just a handle, just a metal handle with a lock. It's clearly a locked door. Is it locked? I'm going to go check it. I'm checking the handle. It is very clearly locked. I shoot where the key goes. Okay. Just to see if this fucking works, give me a roll of composure firearms. Clear Visions, as he draws back, he realizes this is going to be pretty hard, but you're goddamn Clear Visions. Three. Clear Visions lays six rounds into this lock, and damn it, nothing happens. Now, Teresa, are you ready? Caw, caw, caw. Use drill beat. <laughs> caw, caw. <laughs> okay, I've tried. <laughs> we'll learn that one later. <laughs> it's like totally fine in here. There's a big door. You're just gonna leave me hanging? I'm not even on fire. I'm not going in there until the fire's out. I mean, I already said I was going in. Okay, so Jason, you douse yourself in water before going in? Yeah. You hear 18 gunshots. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, as you step in, you feel a little bit more secure because you're covered in water. It'll be harder for you to catch on fire. It's okay. You feel a little bit more secure as you're covered in water and it'll be harder for you to catch on fire. Mm -hmm. I am going to need you to roll against Frenzy. Mm -hmm. And I am, um, I'll reveal something in a second. But I get a bonus though, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> you get the opposite <laughs> of a bonus. As Jason steps in through the hole that was burning, he feels the heat begin to warm up and he realizes something. Water boils. Water is a conductor. Are you kidding me? Water makes the air feel hotter. It makes this harder. Have you ever tried to use a wet oven mitt? That shit fucks you up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't usually play that our game has to be scientifically accurate, but this is an important message to people. If you have to go somewhere hot, do not cover yourself in water first. It will make it worse. Yeah. Anyway, yes. So Jason, give me... A roll against Frenzy, so your unspent willpower, so your unspent willpower plus one-third of your humanity rounded down. Oh, God. And I want you to subtract one die for the water coating your skin. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one running back out. Oh, imagine that. Zero successes. As soon as the heat begins to touch him and he feels his skin start to boil, he feels the water on his skin vaporize and boil. The primal fear strikes him. He turns around and he dashes out immediately. Nope, 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 nope. Where are you going, Jason? Nope. Hot, 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 hot. Clear says it's fine. He says it's clear. Clear's an asshole. <laughs> that is incredibly rude. I said nothing of the sort. I gather you spend the next 10 minutes putting the fire out, at least clearing a safe, fire-free path. Clear visions, you're there by yourself for 10 minutes. Are you doing anything? Yeah, how much ammo do I have? <laughs> if you have that much... That's on you, man. You tell me, how much does clear visions carry? Teresa? Let's do that trick we've been working on, okay? Okay. Take your take your foot, Talon. What, Teresa doesn't have to make a frenzy check against the fire? Oh, she good, baby. <laughs> She's actually a phoenix. She's a bit of a pyro. That's where Clear Visions gets it from. <laughs> She's a really bad influence, actually. <laughs> I can see it. I'm gonna... Okay, pretty, pretty, 
do the do the trick, okay? Take your take your one little toe and pick that lock. Pick the lock for daddy. <laughs> I um <laughs> She starts pecking at your toes. <laughs> no, I'll give you a dice roll for this. I believe that Clear Visions with his animal can might be able to do something like this. It's gonna be hard, but like it could happen. So I'm gonna have you roll intelligence plus animal can. Okay. Three. Farisa tries so hard. She really did. She does her best, her very best. You're so, you're so close. Just one more claw. You got this. Come on. But 10 minutes later, Clear Visions has to admit there's not a lot of progress happening. You should have tried that before you shot it. I tried to loosen it for. <laughs> and the rest of the coterie walks in. The flames mostly extinguished. They also hear it sounds like the fire trucks are getting very, very close now. We almost had it. What took you guys so long? Yeah, sure you did. Move out of the way right uh, now. Okay. And I'll step to the side and give a Vanna White-esque presentation of the door. Here's this. I think he's in there. Probably where the ward is, right? Probably. We're going to do all this and there'll be no fucking ward there. If there's no ward, I'd consider it a win-win to take down this guy's alt-right podcast. <laughs> I just try to rip it off the hinges. Okay, never mind then. Yeah, yeah you just kind of rip it off, or I can try and lockpick it. Do you want to try lockpick first? Go for it. Sure, I'm going to try and lockpick it with a specialty in burglary. It can't be done. I already tried. What would that role be? Impenetrable. Your specialty in burglary? Mm -hmm. This is, of course, going to be dexterity plus larceny. Probably. Larceny is the specific use of tools like that, right? Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah. I've got a, I've got one dot in that. Can I help him? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, take one more. Does Jason not have dots in that? I have one dot in that. Yeah, I'll help if I'm we can. Willing to let this be a bit of that. a group roll. Okay, you guys tell me how you're helping them. Um, I think years ago I ran a job mm -hmm. that had a similar door to this. Hell yeah! So I probably recognize the lock in a similar fashion. Inform you. That it has six tumblers. Can I use my wicked aspects to listen to the clicks? Yeah, totally. Does that give him any? <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. I'm enhancing my hearing. And, uh, hey, Gordon, uh, we're practicing this in the 10 minutes that it took you to get down here. Uh, I think there's six clicks. And totally not because Jason said that. <laughs> because I heard it. Ready? Hey, 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 Spyman. Spider Man, real quick, just turn it slightly to the right. Best lock pick I ever saw sprung it no problem. Oh, thank you for the shout out. Eight successes. <laughs> Gordon fumbles around and feel the weight of the tumblers resisting his picks. This lock is quality. This is meant to be secure against lock picks, against picking. He can tell he couldn't bump it, but given enough time and help from his coterie members and a reassuring tap on the shoulder by Teresa when he goes too far and is about to drop all the pins Teresa brushes against him and stops his hand nips at him a little bit and suddenly there's a click and he hears the lock open a call Teresa gives a little purr he pets her on the head <laughs> that's the sound birds make <laughs> bird noises only when they come though oh no <laughs> <laughs> why do you know that why don't you know that yeah <laughs> Raise more chicken. Exactly. You hear the lock click open. How are you doing this? I'm going to stand on like and pull the door open for Tommy to be right in the like oh. doorway. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you'd want to go first. Uh, do you not want to go first? I mean, I want to go in there and Rick Tuckerson's throat out. That's but what I thought. I was giving you the chance. I am not stand. I'm not going in first right now. I'm standing right beside Gordon. Gun up. Ready. Are you going to, who's in the doorway to prevent you, this guy? Me. You were the one picking the lock. <laughs> Fine. I'm going to open the door and attempt to block the doorway from him escaping. He can try. I'll stop him. I guess me in front. I'm right behind him. I'm right next to him. I'm in the back in case he gets by the rest of these. Yeah, gu gun ready to shoot. My gun is also ready. Mine's Weapons drawn. Yeah, finger on the trigger. Totally unsafe. Where's Teresa? On my back, Banjo-Kazooie style. Awesome. <laughs> Gordon, with a shaking hand as the adrenaline gets to him, turns to handle the door, pulls it open, looks inside, and sees a really nice room. Finished walls. Posh. He sees soft, nice furniture scattered all around. He sees that, of course, there's a few accoutrements speaking to the nature of Mr. Carl Tuckerson's 
content. He sees helmets on the walls, a gun rack. He sees light coming from a set of computer monitors, and the room looks empty. Any other doors? Gordon looks around. He doesn't see any other doors. I search the room for secret doors. I cast fine traps. <laughs> Damn, I wish we had that prepared. <laughs> <laughs> this is your last chance, Tuckerson. Show yourself out or we're filling yourself full of holes. Get out here right now. There is no answer. He's not in here. Yeah, I'm going to shoot your monitor. Are you entering the room? Yes. I'm going to let Jason enter the room first. <laughs> I'm going to check for traps. <laughs> I need Jason to give me a roll of wits plus awareness. Rouse the blood. Do not get hungry. Oh, six. As Jason starts to step forward, he feels the slightest tinge of pressure up against the front of his pants and he stops. Ooh. He looks to the side and he realizes someone's rigged up a shotgun shell to be detonated when a fishing line gets pulled on right at knee height. Oh, good. Blow Jason's kneecap open. Let me just pull that shotgun shell right out of there. Jason disarms it, looks around and gathers that the rest of the room is probably not trapped. Toss it, Tommy. Here you go, bud. <laughs> I, sa I saved you one. I'm not going to say a word. <laughs> Describe how you're searching the room. Pushing furniture aside. Looking for doors, trap doors in the floor, on the walls. Yeah, I want to like pat on the walls to see if anything sounds like hollow. I am headed over the computers to see what's up on the monitors. And we're keeping Gordon far away from them. How is Gordon searching? <laughs> With his eyes. With his eyes. That's cool. <laughs> he is intentionally not getting close to the computers. He's going to look at the walls and kind of like feel it, like just knock on them to see if like there's anything that would indicate like a false wall or something. I like where your head's at. I need clear visions to give me a roll of wits plus auspects. <laughs> Ausp now, Tommaso, you're searching the computer screen. You're seeing what he's got pulled up. Yeah. Four. Four. That is four. Tommaso, you sit down in front of the computer. You're not really a computers guy. You're not dumb, but you're not a computers guy either. Definitely not. But you can read and you can see things that are going on. And so the first thing that surprises you is, oh, fuck, this is all being recorded. This is on a webcam. He sees his face moving around, being live streamed. As soon as I, as soon as I see that, I rip the cam off and destroy it. Crushes it in one hand. Chat still going crazy. You see people saying, they're in, they're in, they're in. He also sees something else that's a little more concerning. He sees that a file called Dead Man's Hand has just been uploaded. We need to go right now. Why? We all got two of them. Two, 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 two hands. What are you talking about? He's not even here. He's not here, but he set this entire place to explode. We need to leave. Find the ward. Find it now. Well, isn't that explosion going to destroy it? Probably not. Not unless he takes the stake out. I don't think it's here. Clear visions in the moment of panic. What is going on here? You remember, you are clear visions. Medium, the most powerful medium. Nothing is concealed from you. The truth cannot be hidden from clear visions. You realize Malkavians, they're crafty. They hide things. They hide secret doors. As Clear Visions opens his eyes with auspex, he sees a hidden door leading away from the rest of the house. Underground, the same steel door that, the same type of steel door that led into the bunker where he stands now, there's a twin to it directly across that Carl Tuckerson obviously went to great lengths to hide. Tuckerson, you crafty son of a bitch. And I'm going to go and open up the door. It does appear to be locked. It does six gunshots. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me that dice roll. Let's see. Before he shoots it, and real quick before I step away of the computer, I'm going to get onto the chat, since they're still going crazy. I'm going to type in, yes, and we're coming for all of you. <laughs> nice. They all panic. You see that, like, Everyone logs and leaves the chat immediately. <laughs> Six shots ring out, ricocheting around the room. We see monitors explode. Jesus Christ. The cat blows out. <laughs> I want to know why they ricocheted this time and not the previous time. I'm really good at Because he rolled lower this time. Mm. Mm -hmm. You have another locked door. I'm going to lock pick it. Same gig. Gordon, please, if you may. All right, I so just for brevity's sake. Yeah, how much time do we have here? Yeah. Go ahead and give me a roll of eight dice, and your result will determine how quick you get this done. Eight dice, even though I have more than that. Okay, how many dice do you have in it? Eleven. Okay, give me a roll of eleven dice. Now, Gordon, hurry up! Come. 
I'm trying to move as fast as I can. It was six clicks. And then one one to the left, like Tommy said before. What's the file progress? Oh, it's it was uploaded. No, we got in here. <laughs> Do I see anything that says what's happening? Are you gonna open the file? Hell no. Okay. So this is a messy critical. Oh god. But it's ten successes. Ten successes. Messy critical. Uh what's a good messy critical for this? I have no idea. Picking a lock no that food. you're hurrying to get through. Maybe I break my lock picks, but it's the only thing I can think of that will like, yeah, I mean, yeah. something. I break I think, a nail. I think I'm just going to have your hunger go up by one. You're desperate. You're in a hurry. You let the beast awaken. We have to let his hunger go up somehow. <laughs> so bitter. He really is. Do you know how many times I have failed rouse checks in this game? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you need new dice, yeah. right? I had. You should get some of these weighted ones like we got. Yeah. <laughs> I highly recommend these weighted ones that I made myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's only got nines and tens on there (laughs) the door clicks open and you see someone has very recently poured concrete it almost looks like the concrete drainage pipes that are used very often it's quite small you have to crouch down if you want to enter it it looks dark it looks damp it looks dreary and it just proceeds off into the darkness this is what Carl Tuckerson was hiding away. This isn't what I was looking for. I thought the rest of it was going to be opulent, like this room. Let's go. Uh, yeah, get behind the door. Behind the door. I start going down the tunnel. Finally, someone's leading the charge. I make sure to close the door shut behind us and lock it again. Gordon? I'm going to go in. All of you enter into the tunnel, crouching a little bit, sometimes on your hands and knees, just when you stumble a bit. You make your way along. It's incredibly dark in here. You have no chance of seeing anything or anyone. You're underground with a shut door behind you. What if I have dark vision? You don't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to enhance my hearing and use my echolocation to help us. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to let out a high-pitched chirp. I do, however, pull out a flashlight from my spy man kit. An actual torch. An actual torch <laughs> from 1960 <laughs> and click on. So with that, you do have some light as you make your way along. It's dark and damp and it goes on a while. Longer than you'd expect. Carl Tuckerson obviously had some time and some help building this and eventually you come to a branch. You see a small tunnel to your right leading off wider than the one you're in right now, in fact. What do you wish to do? Where's the other one? You said a branch, so there's more than one, right? The one you're in continues straight. You come to a T, where there's one that goes to your right. What about the one to the left? There is not one to the left. It's either in front of us or we turn around. I'm going to enhance my smell. And Does one of these pathways smell more like a rat's ass? (laughs) (laughs) They both smell like rat's ass, but underneath the rat's ass. Clear vision smells that the tunnel to his right smells like Vitae. Clear? I get down on all fours, and then I point in the direction of the tunnel to the side and say, that's the way. Cool. All right, I'm going. Did you hear how cool I sounded? Good boy. As as soon as he says that, we just start going. We don't even listen. You step in. And you step into the tunnel to the right, walk along its wider than the one that you've been in. You see now there are tracks along the floor. You see what look like two thin lines, muddy streaks. You can smell Vitae, though it's getting stronger and stronger. Clear visions is... I would like to check around, do what's awareness. Give me that dice roll. All right. Of course. You smell it? It smells great in here. Damn. (laughs) Seriously. I only got three successes. I hate this game. <laughs> oh, we love you. <laughs> the game doesn't love me. Tommaso listens intently, but he can't hear anything over the sound of his own blood dripping down, his own injuries, his own wounds, the beast speaking over whatever he's trying to listen to. He doesn't hear anything. He doesn't think that whatever is through the rest of this tunnel, he doesn't think there's anything there. Tommy, snap out of it. Tommy, Tommy. Just move. I can't hear anything. Keep walking. It smells great over there. Jason? I'm keeping an eye out for checking for, like, runes or any other signs of blood sorcery. Give me a roll of intelligence blood sorcery. That's five. Jason has become more attuned to these wards as he's encountered them. This is the third time he's felt this blood sorcery before. He doesn't feel ahead. 
the strength of the ward itself. He can feel that it was here once and then it was taken away. It's been let off. It's not here anymore though. It went down the tunnel. He looks at the narrow tracks along the floor. Someone had time to wheel it away. Recently? Very recently. It was here. It was right here. It's Somebody was here. They took it. Yeah, Carl Tuckerson. Yeah, there's only one guy that was down here. Where'd he go? Well, we keep going forward then. Let's follow the tracks. <laughs> there's only one way to go. There. All right. I'm which going. one of us which one of us is Dorothy? <laughs> I'm Dorothy. <laughs> definitely not me. <laughs> You're definitely the cowardly lion. <laughs> no, I don't have a heart right now. He's the, tin the man. tin man. He's the tin man. He's full of lead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going. You're going. How fast are you going? Running. Sprinting. Power walking. Power walking. <laughs> okay, I will make note of that. You power walk, crouch, hunch, snuffle your way down <laughs> the cement sewage tunnel. And now you begin to smell the outside air. You can see light beyond in the distance. You can see the darkness lifting. The tunnel is opening up into something else. You tell me? All right, going. We're going to go to that light, okay? I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Be careful. It's not that one. I'm going into the light, guys. Jason steps out of the tunnel and he looks out. He finds himself standing in a wooden barn. He looks around. He sees farm equipment along the walls. He sees an old tractor and he sees tire tracks leading out the double barn doors. God damn it. He took off some kind of vehicle. What the hell? I thought these wards were in very specific locations. Why are they moving? Supposed to be. It was. For a long time. Can we confirm that it's still up? That's what I want to know. If he moved it, did it break? I hate to say this, but considering I've had up close and personal contact with two so far, yeah. I think the wards might be actually inside those kindred. Mm. So what's he want with it? He obviously wants to keep it safe. He's trying to protect it. A little weirdo. Do we got any other vehicles here? There's a tractor. <laughs> Beverly Hillbillies the fuck out of this. <laughs> How big are the tires on the thing that left this place? Real big. Not tractor big, not tank big, but large, large like vehicle. semi? Big. I feel like a normal person knows how big a semi-tire is. Yeah, close to a semi. So like a moving truck or something. Road, right? There's no road here that we can see. Yeehaw. You see that there's a winding dirt road that extends out it's not like a proper finished paved road but there is yeah so so he's going to be going relatively slow like slow enough to where we could run to catch up to him potentially because potentially is that true let's do it fleetness i'm gone yeah have, <laughs> go get him kid. yeah <laughs> i'm going to hop in the tractor and drive it <laughs> Perfect. Have you ever, if you live on a farm, if you know how fast tractors are, come on, man. I know. That's why I'm doing it. Okay. So a tractor <laughs> tops out at 12 like, miles an hour. Yeah. Not it, even 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in Austin. For, first of all, I want to point out, Gordon's never driven a tractor for his life. So he has no clue how fast he goes. It does work though, right? It does work. A working tractor, but it turns out that rule one of planning a getaway is don't leave a getaway vehicle next to your getaway vehicle. Yes. Yes. So that's false. Every movie has showed me the exact opposite. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Every documentary that Hollywood has put out. Yeah, right. There's supposed to be a motorcycle around the corner. Gordon's tractor. It's a souped up tractor. Moves forward very, very, very slowly. But Jason takes off into the night. Roadrunner! Incredibly fast. He realizes as he runs, he's far behind. While Tuckerson was obviously slowed when he moved the heavy crate that he had before, he's still got a start of at least 10 minutes. Jason sprints, he dashes onward, and eventually he's rewarded with the sight of taillights. He doesn't see just a moving van. He sees... What looks like an army surplus MRAP. Sweet. He can see through the window the same sickly green pale light he's come to associate with these wards glistening out. I'm going to slash all the tires. Jason does his best and he realizes that an MRAP, it comes with run flats and it's made to really not be easy to stop. Yeah. So after I realized after cutting the first tire that that's not going to help, then yeah, I'm just going to go for the driver. I'm going to just shove my sword just right through the door draws back plunges his sword forward and it skips completely off what this is made to resist that kind of attack and he sees now carl tuckerson looks over at him sees a helmeted head face straight toward him 
laugh and put on the gas. Jump on. Yeah, yeah. yeah hang on I'm tight. holding on, yeah. <laughs> Jason leaps on the back of it, hanging on, leaving the rest of the coterie behind, and I think that is a good moment for us to end this session. Oh shit. Yes. Cool. He's nice. He's nice session. So disagree. We we know that we have a couple of stains to award. We have ones for Jason from last time. I have two for Tommaso. Two? Yeah. All right. And then I've got one for JT. Uh, no. <laughs> this is the portion of our chronicle where we track the descent of our kindred into mortal decay and ruin as they attempt to hang on to their humanity as it seeps away from them. Our chronicle has the chronicle tenets of ashes are a poor foundation, give respect but demand it too, and united we stand, divided we fall. Each of our coterie members is accused of violating one or more of these or their own personal convictions, and we will attempt to see if they feel remorseful for what they did. So, Clear Visions, you are accused of violating Ashes Are a Poor Foundation and United We Stand, Divided We Fall, both for your reckless wielding of the flamethrower, which you know bothers Tommaso and is likely to cause your fellow coterie mates to frenzy, and for leaving the coterie behind when you charged into Mr. Carl Tuckerson's house. You can, of course, offset these with your own personal convictions. Clear Visions is going to off... Actually, Josh is going to offset Clear Visions' actions with the convictions of you're only as good as your rep. I'm clearly known to be a flamethrower boy. I will continue being a flamethrower boy. Until they stop showing up, please. <laughs> then I will finally make my first resources check. Um... <laughs> And number two, charging in, I was uncovering the truth in all things. Very well. So Clear Visions does not incur any stains. He doesn't need to make a remorse roll. I'm as white as my suit. Oh, enjoy it. Jason is accused. Well, we should have done Jason's last time, but he was kind of in a stupor and it was hard to get through it. Jason committed the Diablery, which always comes with a stain in the world of Vampire the Masquerade. Are there any others that he's accused of? Not that I think of. I think he, once he came out of it, he acted very proper. Yeah. All right. So, Jason, you have one stain against you. So you make a remorse roll, and you need to roll a single success on this in order to preserve your current level of humanity. All right. That gives me four dice with one success. Jason remains at five humanity. Mr. Tommaso. Yes. Your first stain you is this. for torture. That much like murder, ghouling, and any of our other moral sensibilities, we as a, uh, as a cast agree that torture incurs a stain on its own. I was expecting that. We also have a more contentious stain, which is the flurry of undirected gunfire violates one of Tommaso's personal convictions of do not indulge in wanton violence. The fact that Tommaso didn't have a known target and there could have been a pack of innocent orphans behind a tree right next to his target. With, with my luck, that's how it would have gone tonight. Depends on how bad you fail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ben, do you think that any of those should be offset? I got nothing. The only other personal conviction I have is keep your sworn word and that doesn't apply all right so i am at how many dice do you have in this i am at five humanity right now so thanks to having two stains accused against me i am rolling three dice three dice and i got two successes Bazing. tomaso I've... feels bad shouldn't have shot at the unarmed orphans he remains at five humanity what happened to their arms <laughs> <laughs> so Gordon Gordon is accused of violating United We Stand because Jason risked frenzy by leaping in to help Clear Visions clear the burning building. Gordon was wielding a garden hose at the time, <laughs> could probably have cleared away, decided he had better things to do. So Russell is offsetting Gordon's uh, stain with the conviction of always keep your sworn word, which is protecting this coterie. Do we feel good about that? I'm good with it. Works for me. Very chivalrous, my good sir. Okay. So that is the only stain that we have for Gordon. Mm -hmm. All right. So nobody lost humanity this time. I'm still completely failing at getting that humanity tracker down. I mean, to be fair, three of us have five humanity. Yes. Uh, monsters. Yeah. You've knocked away our humanity. Now, granted, I... Five humanity is... I mean, that's pretty middling anyway. Keep dangling that Diablery bait. You'll get what you want. I'm probably at humanity five as a human being. Let's read humanity five real quick. 
Wait, for... are you saying you have erectile dysfunction and can't even yeah. fake it? Humanity hey, 5. Hey, uh, hey, editor, keep this in. Humanity 5, at this point, you've been around the block. Most neonates and some in Sile fall into this range. You've internalized pain and anguish, and you begin to accept it as part of existence. You don't particularly care about mortals one way or the other. After all, you'll never be mortal again, so why bother? You're selfish, you lie like it's second nature, and you may manifest some minor physical eeriness or malformation such as unnatural hue to the eyes. Rules for this level are that you suffer a one-die penalty on rolls to interact with humans, but not to terrifying intimidation, inhuman subterfuge, or to any test to hunt or kill a human. This penalty also applies to creating art or humanities. And at level 5, even with Blush of Life, you cannot have sexual intercourse per se, but you can fake it by winning Dexterity plus Charisma. And that's why this week, for every viewer that we... <laughs> we're donating to an erectile no, dysfunction no, parody. stop. stop. <laughs> we're all horrible human beings. We, I regret getting involved. With plus, you. we all know they're well-funded anyway. <laughs> Their funds are well-endowed. Don't worry. <laughs> Plenty of people like dicks. Don't fetish shame. And with that, Hey guys, we're Monster Game Night. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us this evening. I'm Mike, your storyteller, and you have also been listening to... Josh playing Clear Visions. Nick playing Jason. Ben playing Tommaso. Russell playing Gordon. Tune in next session. We release an episode every other Monday. Also follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. We'd love to hear from you on social media. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit at Monster Game Night. Please also give us a rating, write a review, and tell your friends and family about the show if you enjoyed it. Word of, word of mouth is the best way for a small, independent show like ours to grow. Hope that you can come to our next Monster, Monster Game, Game Night. Night. <laughs> Who did that? <laughs> Not me. That was Mike. Mike. Moinster. Moinster. <laughs> you don't say it more ridiculous every time you're doing it wrong.